Has a lyric ever motivated you to change your ways and live a better life? Hi, I'm Ted Canova, and welcome back to my podcast, That One Lyric, which we all know is more than just a lyric. They're words that often shape our life. I don't know about you, but as I get older, I spend maybe more time than I should making sense of the past. Most of it's great, as we heard in our last episode with Tom, who chose that one lyric from Springsteen's Jungle Land. Barefoot girl sitting on the hood of a Dodge, drinking warm beer in soft summer rain. Kind of reminiscent of when you're a kid on a July Saturday night when you're young and irresponsible and everything is an adventure and mysterious and the potential of the evening is unlimited. It seems like there's excitement around every corner. Well, it was fun to reminisce with Tom, and I wasn't alone. Lynn wrote on Facebook that she just listened and enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, Lynn. Your comment automatically enters you in our raffle to win the book Renegades, Born in the USA with Bruce and Barack Obama. Stay tuned to hear how you too can enter. Now onto this episode. Let's meet Ian, who chose that one lyric from a Springsteen song that in just three words helped him reconcile his past and now motivates him to be his best. Ian, it's great to see you. How are you today? I'm doing good, thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me on. I'm really looking forward to this. I'm a massive fan of the podcast, and I'm a massive fan of Bruce, and so to be part of this and part of this community, and in particular to share this kind of soul, really, where Bruce manages to somehow explain how we're feeling with that is really, uh, it's a real privilege to be part of it, so thank you. Thank you so much for being part of it. Ian, you're a primary school teacher based in Leeds in the UK. What's it like dealing with kids these days? I feel obviously like I'm contributing, I'm, I'm giving something and you can build on their interests and you can help them overcome the difficult stuff, the stuff that actually is going to really help them to have resilience in future. So do you bring up anything about Bruce? One of the things that I like to do is to give them some insight into me as a human being and that I have passions just like they have. When I talk about Bruce, it's not for them as, as individual kids to think, oh, you know, Bruce is for me. It's more about them finding their Bruce. Oh, I like that phrase. I like that a lot. All right, Ian. And what was your first exposure to the music of Bruce Springsteen? I've always been a, a massive music fan. And for a long, long time, I fell into a bit of a, a trap, really, in terms of not really understanding what Bruce was about. He was this big commercially successful artist and I was restless. I was trying to find the alternative. I was listening to a lot of hardcore punk and grunge. My favourite band, Leatherface, a band from Sunderland in the northeast of England. I love a song by them called Springtime. Like a lot of people, I really like Nirvana. I really like Tad. All these bands that I thought at the time, I got nothing to do with Bruce. And I thought, well, you know, you know Bruce can't be for me. As I've gone on, I start listening to people like The Hold Steady. And I realised that, of course, actually, what they are doing is they're bringing together lots of Bruce. Somebody back there? And so when Bruce played with Gaslight Anthem at Glastonbury, that was absolutely incredible. So what happened for you to start appreciating the music of Bruce Springsteen? In 2005, I saw a video for Devils and Dust. I got my finger on the trigger. And obviously that was a time of political conflict and the Iraq war. And suddenly there was this guy who I'd previously dismissed singing this song. And he was not being triumphant about war, not celebrating it at all. But at the same time, he was 
trying to understand what it was like to be a soldier on the front line and hope that whoever has sent you into that conflict situation is being done for the right reasons. And that kind of humanity, that incredible empathy, just really struck me as though, who else is talking about this at the same time? And so that opened my ears. And, and obviously, from that point onwards, I then bought the Devils and Dust album, and, and that album just really opened my mind. And there was so much on that album that really appealed to me. There was a song, for example, Jesus Was an Only Son. Well, Jesus was an only son. My mum is a Christian. She, she attends church regularly. Uh, she listens to a lot of Christian music. That's not particularly my thing, but actually this is probably the only piece of music that my mum and I have sat down and listened to and talked about together because he'd found the humanity, the point of view of a mother watching a son go through that torment, climbing that hill to his death, and actually opened up a conversation between myself and my mum, actually, about things that we shared. Bring me to that conversation. What was that conversation like? It was really a way in which my mum and I found connection. It was in my mum's house, and we sat on the sofa and I said, Mum, I've actually got something that I think you'd be quite interested in. And we sat and listened to it together. And to be honest, we, we sat in silence and listened to the song and listened to the lyric. Well, Jesus kissed his mother's hands, whispered mother, still your It was only afterwards that Mum looked at me and, and I looked at Mum and it felt like more than actually expressing it through words, we expressed it through just that gaze between us. Okay, so you've turned a corner. Now it's time to see Bruce and the band. How many times? I've seen Bruce twice so far. The first time was when the Seeger Sessions band came through and played at Wembley Arena. But the second time, to be honest, is really the big one for me. In 2013, Leeds opened its first arena. And back in 1985, there'd been a legendary gig that Bruce had played at Roundy Park in Leeds with 80,000 people there. And so when this arena was uh, opened up, of course, Bruce was invited to open it. I wanted to be right down in the pit. I wanted to be as close as possible could. And the way to get those tickets was basically I slept out overnight outside Leeds Town Hall. And it was freezing, but it was absolutely worth it. And I managed to get those tickets and I went along with my girlfriend uh, at the time, who's now my wife, and she wasn't particularly convinced necessarily at that time, but in that moment, she fell in love like I did, and it was an incredible event. And uh, he actually came out in a walkway and uh, gave a, a sweaty high five to my wife. So yeah, that, that sealed the deal, definitely. It was amazing. Oh my goodness, all right, Ian. From what song did you choose that one lyric to talk about today? I wanted to go with Long Time Coming. It talks on two levels, really. You've got a, a character and he's made mistakes. And then this character talks about his relationship with his own father. And then finally, this character is talking about the fact that he has become a father and he's proud of being a father. What is that one lyric you picked to talk about from Long Time Coming? Now it's here. Those simple lyrics mean to me that I've arrived. I feel like I know what I'm here for and I feel like I can take it on. I feel like there are things in my past which maybe I've not been proud of. There are ways in which I've not been ready to take responsibilities. 
perhaps I've been selfish in my past. So it could be for all sorts of people that there's something about not feeling like you're good enough, feeling like there's doubt, feeling like you yourself have sinned, that you need to move on from it. And certainly, you know, there are points in my life where I feel not very proud of what I've done, that I've not done the right thing, I've not treated people in the right way. And in particular, there was a time when my dad became very, very ill. He'd got cancer. And, and to be honest, I didn't deal with it very well at all. I didn't feel very proud of myself. And actually, later on, this song moves on and talks about becoming a dad. Actually, my own dad died of cancer, 2008, and I was, I was lost. I was lost. I did feel like I'd lost guidance. There was a, a point in my life where I was starting to feel like maybe I was good enough. Maybe I could move on from the things that I'd done in my life that I wasn't proud of. Maybe I could take responsibility. But of course, my own dad had died and I felt the pain of that and I felt like I lacked guidance. I don't want to over-egg this by saying that Bruce is a father figure, but actually there is something in the lyrics of Bruce and the music of Bruce that I've been able to return to and to give me comfort and to give me some level of guidance. And I've always found in particular with this song, Long Time Coming, that not only on one level does it talk about now it's here, you're in that time where you finally feel like you are ready to do the thing that maybe you were born to do. But specifically, actually, for me, I think actually I realised after my father's death that I wanted to become the best dad that I could possibly be. And this song, of course, talks specifically about fatherhood. Well, listeners to this podcast know that I lost my dad when I was nine, so this really connects with me also. Mm. Well, you've got an amazing wife. What's her name? Claire. And you have two young daughters. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. That one line in this song, I ain't gonna F it up this time. (laughs) Ian, there's so many lyrics in this song that I thought maybe we'd be talking about. You chose Now It's Here. Why? Because I think that is the moment. And I think for every human being to find that moment in the life where now it's here. This is what we're here for. I can do this. Every human being, hopefully, is going to have that moment where now I know what I'm here for, I'm doing what I'm here for, and I trust myself to do it. You know, you may not be sharing the church pews with your mom, but you found religion. It's the Church of Bruce. (laughs) Absolutely. I love her very much, and I know that she loves me, and we have found lots of things in common, and Bruce has helped us to find at least one of those. Well, Ian, thanks for being a guest on that one lyric. Really enjoyed this conversation, and boy, the most simple lyric. Now it's here. Who knew? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot, Ted. Brilliant. I love how Ian talks about the moment. Well, he and Claire had another moment, seeing Bruce and the band in Hyde Park the other night. And what made this moment even more special was that they got to share it alongside old friends. No doubt Ian was thinking of that one lyric he chose from Springsteen's Long Time Coming. What's also here is your chance to win the book Renegades Born in the USA with Bruce and Barack Obama. Just leave a review on Apple Podcasts to automatically enter our raffle. And we're running low on our merch. It's about time. So be sure to order one of our summer t-shirts or hats from our website, thatonelyric.com. And wherever you're listening, click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And please keep sharing our podcast with your friends and fellow fans. Yes, some may roll their eyes that we can actually talk about one lyric, three words in this case, but who cares? We're not apologizing for our fandom. 
I'm glad you joined me, that you're part of our community, and that you enjoyed that one lyric. I'm Ted Canova. Remember, music makes it all better. See you next time.